0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional terms apply. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. At the recommendation of attorney and business leader, David Kreskoff, we have on the program today a very highly educated gentleman. Our guest today is Dr. Larry Stephen Milner. He is both a medical doctor and an attorney. He is an expert on ancient Israel, Greece, the Old Testament, and Greek philosophy. I'd like to tell a little bit about this uh, gentleman. He lives in both Illinois and Florida and he's had academic appointments as clinical associate in medicine, University of Illinois Medical School, clinical instructor of medicine, Chicago Medical School, licensed and certified to practice medicine in Illinois, board-certified internal medicine, hematology, oncology, licensed to practice law, Illinois, licensed to practice medicine, Florida, Educated in uh, graduating 62, University of Illinois, 66, University of Illinois Medical School, 87, Loyola Law School, and an MLS from Lake Forest College. Our guest today Dr. Larry Milner. First, I want to talk about the first topic we had to discuss, and this is about infanticide. So let's talk about uh, your thinking about uh, infanticide, if you could explain that to our listeners on the Rusk Report, and Dr. Milner.
1: Well, it's very nice. Uh, thank you for having me on, and I uh, appreciate being able to Discuss some of these topics. Obviously, the first one in is a little strange to most people. How did I get interested in something that is such an egregious uh, crime? Uh, it, it, it came about from a variety of reasons, but let me just say that uh, I wound up publishing a book called Hardness of Heart, Hardness of Life, where I showed that throughout history, uh, Probably about 10% of all children ever born were, uh, were murdered by their parents. This sounds horrible, uh, but what one has to realize is before the advent, uh, and I'm not uh, encouraging uh, the use of abortion, but before safe abortion was available, uh, a lot of parents that did not want children... Uh, found that there was nothing else they could do when an unwanted baby was born, but unfortunately, dispose of it. Uh, it became so common in the old days that uh, uh, in the Middle Ages, the, the Catholic Church forbid women to sleep with their children under the age of well, one or two years old because so many of uh, the children were unfortunately smothered while they were sleeping in what became known as overlaying, and the Pope had uh, put out an edict uh, not allowing it. This, of course, is, was uh, in, the, in, in publications uh, uh, and books all the time, and, and my research did not involve my own feeling of this, but actual over 3,000 footnotes in the book showing where this problem became, uh, very severe, uh, during famines, during wars, uh, stories about, uh, how the people that were in countries where the cities were being, uh, uh attacked, uh, rather than be taken captive, uh, uh, at Masada in, in Israel, this was very famous, uh, they committed suicide uh, by having to kill their own children and then themselves. So it it became something that uh, we don't we now get up about and and rightfully so but in in days before there were alternatives that is simply what uh, a lot of uh, parents wound up doing and um, I don't uh, Uh, condone it obviously in in any particular way but we need to understand that this is something and we still see it today I mean there are always uh unfortunate crimes where uh, parents uh wind up killing their children sometimes in a, a suicide with themselves but uh it 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 needed to be brought to the public and I started uh of a, of, of a means by which we can publicize it and encourage uh, uh, people in cities to try and do what they can to educate people and prevent this from happening.
0: Well, let me ask you, you're both an attorney and a physician. Do you look at abortion as infanticide?
1: Uh, while obviously the right to life people uh do label it that way Uh, because I've written a book like this and because I'm both a doctor and a lawyer I try to uh, not take a personal opinion on whether uh, abortion is right or wrong, is a woman's right or is uh, a killing Um, I I believe that uh, it's good for people to have a discussion unfortunately most of the discussions just turn into arguments there's a lot of intense emotion involved with that, and it's very hard to talk about uh, uh, abortion in, in a way that uh, can hopefully someday uh, appease both sides. Uh, I only say, uh, and, and this is just a fact, that if for whatever reason uh, we eliminated abortion, if, if countries or states decided Uh, that they would eliminate abortion we should be prepared to go back to what humans have done for all all time and that is about 8 to 10 percent of uh, children born will 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 unfortunately be killed
0: Hmm. we're learning a great deal from a noted uh, physician and attorney Our guest today is Dr. Larry Stephen Milner of Lincolnshire, Illinois, and Boynton Beach, uh, Florida. Let's talk a little bit about another topic, and that's the close relationship between ancient Greece and the Hebrews. Uh, Dr. Milner has said that he believes a group of dissident Hebrews left the Exodus when Moses was killing those who did not obey the Mosaic code and migrated to Mycenae before the Trojan War became enmeshed in Greek society. Would you like to discuss this Dr. Milner?
1: Well this is what I'm now mostly involved with and it's very interesting that this all came about because of my book on infanticide. Uh, One of the things that struck me the most while I was writing my book on infanticide is that in all of history in all of history uh although infanticide was very common obviously in most countries it was still something that was uh, often seen as a crime yet at the same time in all of the reading I did there were only two countries that used an infanticide to uh, extol uh, a particular member of 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 their society, and that was the Hebrews and the ancient Greeks. Uh, the Hebrews, of course, uh, are famous for the sacrifice of, or tented sacrifice, of Isaac by Abraham, showing his love and devotion to God, so much so that he was willing, when asked by God, to sacrifice Isaac to do it. It didn't happen, fortunately. Uh, But every Rosh Hashanah, every Rosh Hashanah in every synagogue across the world, every year, the sacrifice of Isaac by Abraham is told in Temple, and it is intended to show how intense one should be faithful to God. There is only one other country except the Jews, that did the same thing, and this was the ancient Greeks. In the Trojan War, uh, after Helen was taken away by Paris, um, the Greek god Agamemnon, I mean the Greek general Agamemnon, was preparing to sail away to Troy to fight the Trojan War, and the winds died down. The, the ships couldn't sail. Uh, he was told by a seer that the reason is he he did not sacrifice a major a maiden to the gods so that they would favor his sailing away. He was told that it had to be his own daughter Iphigenia that had to be sacrificed, and he went ahead with the sacrifice. Unlike the Hebrews, uh, Iphigenia unfortunately was fatally killed, and the winds came up, the Greeks sailed away and uh, won the Trojan War. Agamemnon was held as uh, a remarkable person for this feat by all except his wife, who wound up killing him when he returned home for slaughtering their daughter. But the Greeks and the Tro- Homer in the Trojan War, Uh, still saw uh, Agamemnon as a renowned leader to be admired for his willingness to sacrifice even his own daughter for the future of the country, for the honor of the country. I found that so incredible that I could not believe there was not a connection. you, You can't have only two countries in all of history have an infanticide in their in, 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 in their practice that that is lauded as something of one of their heroes. And when I investigated it, it turned out that the Trojan War took place shortly after the um, Exodus, is believed to have been taken place of the Hebrews out of Egypt and uh, at the time um, I believe that a, a lot of the Hebrews that were killed during the Exodus for not following the requirements that Moses set forth said that they did not want to be monotheistic they left the Exodus traveled to Ugarit in Syria and went over to Mycenaean Greece, before the Trojan War, and they brought they brought the story from the Bible, which was going to be eventually written a few hundred years later uh, They brought that to greece and and that 's why Greek mythology is so filled not just with um, uh, the story of the sacrifice of of Isaac by Abraham, but other stories as well. Many people have written books about similarity between uh, uh, Greek mythology and Old Testament stories. And in my opinion, this was because of the uh, bringing over to Greece by dissident uh, Hebrews that left the exodus of the stories that would eventually become part of the Old Testament.
0: Our guest today is Dr. Larry Milner, who is a noted author, attorney, and physician. If you're listening in northern Florida, Buffalo, Washington, Montreal, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station has received letters as far away as Scandinavian New Zealand, so drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. I'd like to thank those who have called regarding our recent guests, New York State Republican Assembly Leader Brian Kolb, author Ron Zeller, Dr. Brenneman, the head of the Society of Four Arts in Palm Beach, Florida. Coming up, we'll have Chip Nalon regarding helping our troops overseas, Dr. Todd Chatkin, a noted dentist in New York State, and the Council General of Poland in New York City. Little plug here: Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the AmPol Legal has been writing about Polish American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampole Eagle. The Ampole Eagle is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. To have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. A little bit more information about Dr. Larry Milner who is also an attorney he had postgraduate training medical internship University of Illinois medical residency at University of Illinois Hospital pharmacology research associate National Institute of Health in Bethesda hematology fellowship Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston our guest today a very gifted man extremely well educated and uh, he is an expert on ancient Israel, Greece, and the Old uh, Testament. Now, you, we spoke a little bit in ancient history about the sacrifice of a child. Um, what was the significance of sacrificing a daughter or a son uh, during ancient periods?
1: Throughout history, and, and of course that's all going into what is happening today with women uh, trying to promote uh, finally the, the kind of second-rate service they often had uh, throughout history uh, and especially recently in modern times in both India and China, female infanticide of young infants became a major, major problem. I mean, uh, in China when they said you, you know, they had the one baby only rule, I mean they all wanted sons because uh, it was the son that would carry on the family name and, and religious practices and, when, and and girls were killed um, in sacrifices often the the vestal virgins uh, I mean virgins were often uh, preferred for sacrifice so so, so females were often uh, the ones that were killed um, in 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 Jewish history of course uh, the reason for the exodus uh, uh, was uh, that Moses was supposed to have been killed because the Pharaoh asked all the male infants to be killed? And King Herod, when when he was afraid that uh, a, a boy was going to be born that uh, uh, would uh, cost him his kingship, he ordered in the slaughter of the innocents that all male children two years and younger. Uh, be killed uh, but it was the, the the females that bore the brunt of both infanticide and sacrifices for the most part um, uh, and obviously uh, we don't see things like that nowadays so we don't know what would happen uh, but I, I one would hope uh, uh, that we're making progress in in many of these uh, areas and we won't have anything like that ever happen again
0: our guest today is Dr. Larry Stephen Milner, recommended by attorney and business leader David Kreskoff. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, New York, Toronto, or Georgia, give us a call. Drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN AM 1520 Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, four. 14- a little bit more information about Dr. Milner. He's an associate in medicine, department of hematology and oncology, Hospital of University of Pennsylvania. He's also been honored by Alpha Mega Alpha Phi Kappa Phi, Society's member of American Medical Association, American Society of Hematology, Fellow American College of Physicians, member of American Society of Clinical Oncology. American Society of Internal Medicine, and was a member of the Illinois Bar Association. Our guest today, Dr. Larry Stephen Milner. We have about eight minutes left on the Rust Report on ESPN AM 1520. Dr. Milner, let's talk a little bit about the influence of the Torah on developing Greek philosophy in the classical age beginning with Hesiod who postulated the creation very similar to that in the book of Genesis and continuing with Thales. Tell us about that, please. Yeah,
1: you know, I became very interested, obviously, through all this with Greek philosophy, and uh, I have a separate book just on why I believe uh, Greek philosophy really developed out of the stories from the Torah. It began uh, with Hesiod, one of the Hesiod, was uh, a, a short period of time after Homer, and and he wrote the Theogony, where he, he gave forth a theory of creation of the world that was very similar to the Genesis story. It, it was the world came out about because of chaos, and the and 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 the God. Uh, brought the other gods about because of, of this chaos. And then all of the writing of the, of the first of Greek philosopher Thales uh, thought that the, the whole world came about with the basic element of water, which, again, is right out of the Bible. Um, uh, you can go on from there to Pythagoras, who was very close in, in his theory of religion and life to uh, uh, things that were in the Bible, and the same with Plato and with Aristotle. So much of where I believe they got some of their ideas in Greek philosophy was from circulating documents that began about 1,000 B.C. and carried over uh, to about 500 B.C. There were circulating documents that were eventually collated into the Torah and these were all available to the early Greek philosophers who I believe got much of their ideas and information from the ancient Hebrew uh, uh, documents. It's of interest that uh, later on uh, after, after Alexander took over Palestine a lot of the, the Hebrew population became very enamored in Greek philosophy. And so Plato and Aristotle beca- became favorites of many of the Hebrews during that era, uh, and in, in part, I think, because they, they had a genetic um, similarity from the Hebrews that I said, I believe, went over to Greece and helped uh, with the Trojan War.
0: Again, our guest today is author, physician, and attorney, Dr. Larry Stephen Milner, recommended by Boynton Beach civic leader, Dr. David Kreskoff. Let's talk about the effect of Plato on Jews in the Hellenistic age, uh, fostered by the similarity they saw between his philosophy and the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible. Let's talk about that, Dr. Larry Stephen Milner, author.
1: Yeah, that, that's very interesting. Uh, uh, the, the book I'm writing now goes into that because uh, the Septuagint, which was the Greek translation of the Bible, became necessary because Alexandria at that time, uh, it, uh, it, and where many of the Hebrews lived, they, they didn't speak Hebrew anymore. They, uh, during Hellenistic times, they became so involved with being, with the Greek way of life that they spoke Greek, and, and so th- it was necessary that the Hebrew Bible be translated into Greek uh, so that they were able to read the Bible. In so doing, a lot of other Greeks also read the Bible. And so there was a lot of intermixture between Greek philosophy and uh, rabbinic thought, and uh, where I believe one of the reasons uh, rabbinic Judaism was able to eventually take hold is that they fought against this and um, promoted uh, bringing uh, the, the, the Hebrew religion back into uh, uh, a form of Judaism that we now have today, which was not present back then. But there's always been a close affinity between
0: Greeks and the Hebrews. We have about uh, two minutes left on the Rusk report. I'd like to first thank those. We have some fan mail here from Phillips Lytle, Attorneys at Law, New York State Assemblyman David D. Pietro, and the Brotherhood of West New York Water Workers. Thank you for your uh, letters. Let's talk a little bit. We have about a minute and a half left on the Rusk report about the reason Moses was not allowed to enter the Promised Land. Tell us about that, author, Larry Stephen Milner.
1: Well, my 800-page book will probably be coming out uh, in, a, in about a year that will explain that, but that is one of the mysteries of, of Judaism, for, for sure. Moses, who, le- who led the Exodus, who was called the, the great teacher, was not allowed to cross over into the Promised Land. God would not let him... Uh, do it, and the Bible says it's because he, sp- he hit a rock instead of speaking to it. I don't believe any of that is true. Um, it would be very difficult for me at this point in, th- in that short of time to tell you, but I believe uh, that uh, the real reason Moses was not allowed to go into the Promised Land, that there were certain things that he did during the Exodus that I don't believe God told him to do. The Bible says it was all God's orders. Uh, I think uh, Moses did certain things that not following God's order, and that was the reason he was not allowed to cross into the Promised Land, but you're all gonna have to wait about a year before you can read about it. I apologize, <laughs> but that's that topic is gonna take a look. And where will the book
0: about? be available? Where can people buy this book uh, written by Dr. Larry Stephen Milner?
1: Well, all of my books are available on Amazon, Um, I would assume when this book gets published it'll probably be by the same publisher, which is Mazo Publishers in uh, Jerusalem uh, and also in in, uh, Florida. But uh, Amazon uh, does carry uh, all the books. Uh, I've written about 10 or 12 books now, and uh, if you're interested in any of them, Uh, you can find them
0: listed on Amazon. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. Again, we thank attorney David Kreskoff for suggesting our guest, noted author, expert on ancient Israel, ancient Greece, and the Old Testament, Dr. Larry Stephen Milner. Again, any thoughts or comments, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. Thank you for enlightening us. Author, Dr. Larry... Milner have a great day thank you too thank you very very much T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great
1: coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch visit your local T-Mobile store today